to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Cass, and I am one of the executive producers on Geek by Night, which is a fictional audio drama about a group of friends who become superheroes and it is a fantastic show i i love that not just saying that because i'm in the network or whatever (laughs) but that is honestly a fantastic show thank uh, you start to finish and then like you know i i never listened to the original uh iteration of that show but i listened to the the newest uh the the current run of it and it's it's phenomenal so Congratulations on all the things you do there. Nice. <laughs> I haven't listened to the original either, so don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thanks for joining us once again. We yeah, are of course. back here uh, today for minute number 129. I blanked r- like right there. That was the numbers are hard to keep up with. And uh, I'm looking at it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking. It's, it's, it's like right as you climb face. higher and higher up the numbers. I don't know if you had this with Lord of the Rings minute cast, but. Mm-hmm. You know, over time, these numbers, they, yep. they start not to make sense anymore. Yeah, you hit number 200, and you're like, why am I still doing this? <laughs> <laughs> um, so for today, this one's going to start out with um, uh, the U.S. Northcom team quarantining the, uh, the the Gotham, or the, uh, the, area, the, the, the tunnel project, sorry, the Metropolis Tunnel Project. Um, they're going to start quarantining it off. And the minute's going to end with Steppenwolf uh, debriefing Desaad on his latest discovery. Um, and uh, so it, it's a really cool, really cool pacing we've had this week um, with the scene changes with this minute. We kind of get, it's kind of like split evenly down. I guess for yesterday's minute, we got only Steppenwolf and a vision. But uh, everything else is kind of like... Uh, you get half of the Justice League and you get half of uh, Steppenwolf's story that's going on. Very, very much uh, in the style of like how you would read a comic book panel, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so so I, I wrote on the notes here uh, that it is U.S. Northcom that is here doing the quarantine with the Star Labs employees. Um, I, I could, at first I couldn't tell if it was U.S. Northcom or the OSI, which we had um, been introduced to earlier in the film when they were investigating for the uh, mother box that Silas Stone was keeping. And so the OSI was um, the Air Force uh, Office of Special Investigations. Uh, they are now like investigating like xenoscience and like all the stuff that Star Labs is, is up to. Um, and then U.S. Northcom, of course, is, is the... Um, the division that, uh, um, what is his name? Um, Swanwick. Uh, d- yeah, General Swanwick is, um, is, is, is in charge of. So, and he, of course, he's Martian Manhunter. Uh, so it could go either way if this is OSI or US Northcom. We just know that US Northcom usually intervenes in kind of like the alien stuff, but recently in, in Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, we had seen the Air Force, um, office of special investigation so anyways we have them here now in this scene they're quarantine quarantining the um star labs employees and of course they're talking to uh silas stone and he gives that kind of like that great quip of that he's the one that wrote the quarantine instructions for uh alien interaction 
Uh, and that's just to show like how, how great of a character um, or how much power and intelligence this character has uh, in the DC universe. So his, his involvement with star labs, there's a lot that they owe to this character for how much he's, he's, he's um, delivered to, to star labs. Um, but something that I really liked in this moment here was that, you know, you have star labs in this quarantine and then, as we do this big establishing shot of it, there's like this kind of mountainous ridge that's here that the Justice League are standing on. And it kind of gives like that uh, Greek god, uh, like they're, they're overlooking from Mount Olympus a little bit. And so, guys, I know you, you may not be a fan as much of like the, <laughs> the god allegory stuff, but, uh, the, you know, the, it kind of has a little bit of that where we show our Justice League and they're staring off at this battle that they just escaped. But it, it, it delivers like exposition to where the team is in relation to the battle that they just ended. But them looking down, it kind of has like that. Oh, like, you know, this. It really does. The um, powerful Justice League looking down on, on humans. That um, uh, I think. Go for th- it. I think that's like. I think that's that's my problem with this take. Like in a nutshell, is like they're so they're they're like nearby, but they're removed from, like the the people, I guess. And so like. To me, like my ideal Justice League is like I know they literally have like a satellite in space where they like chill out and that's like their headquarters yeah. and it's like that's mm-hmm. that's as yeah. removed as you can get. But like to me, I think the um I don't know, I I, I like much like I, I subscribe to like the Avengers model where it's just yeah. like we have a building in New York City and we're just yeah. like in we're like among the people instead of yeah. like the hall of justice just justice yeah League, yeah, where yeah they yeah. do have the news channel and mm-hmm. what was his name um oh gosh what was it? what's his name mark carson carr no uh oh yeah uh <laughs> the, the 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 news guy from justice league um yeah i i I, I, name, I totally but. blank on his name but he's <laughs> the one who, who spilled the beans on uh lois lane right about uh about being involved with uh Kal-El and writing the story is that the character you're talking about i think glenn, I don't know. glenn woodburn right oh no 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 okay the, the there's a in justice league animated there's like a oh. news there's the newscaster guy that does like all the the and then there's you're also talking... cat um cat grant was that that's also in super there's cat grant um, there's cat grant there's um um but like there was a there was one that was anyway it doesn't matter there was one specifically <laughs> for justice league that, too like, many he was, like justice league newscaster guy yeah. yeah um but so like you like them to be you know involved in stuff yeah um rather than just being this outside force yeah um, like i like them mingling a little more yeah i understand mm-hmm. that i uh i i get it i think that's like what um I guess attracts you to that just team dynamic as well, just mm-hmm. as a reader and as a watcher, because mm-hmm. um, you want to see them mingling and, and intermixing with the people that they are protecting, right? Uh, obviously, yeah. and want and yeah. want to see them uh, that they are of the people. Um, yeah. I think that's the I think that's the hurdle sometimes for DC Comics though, because I mean they are modeled after godlike figures and do have that sense of gods amongst men mm-hmm. um and then they do you know keep that secret identity thing throughout pretty much all of the storytelling elements of 
just Justice League and DC Comics characters, right? Um, right. Yeah, someone someone said God amongst men, and they they haven't been able to drop that yeah. out of their heads ever since. Yeah. And so, but it, it's yeah, because well, Flash is like one of those characters, right? Like even with his own rogues, he would be amongst the street in Central City, like kind of like how Spider Man is, right? You like yeah. high five civilians, and you go to the the uh, local pub where all the rogues are, and they're like, "Hey, I fought you last week." Catch you again next Thursday when I <laughs> right. try to do it again, right? Mm-hmm. And so the, the rogues will sometimes, and so Flash has camaraderie with 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 uh, civilians. Of course, Batman is not going to do that, um, but uh, I mean, even the boys' TV show, even though they they kind of play play around with it in in their own twisted way, mm-hmm. those heroes, the seven, interact in in, in rallies and and they make they make official speeches and they they're there with amongst the people when something happens. And so whether it's for publicity or, you know, something that the show writers are going to write some twisted scene with, with humans, uh, civilians involved, um, those heroes quote unquote are always involved uh, and mingling with people. And Mm -hmm. so you don't really see that with the justice league here. Um, We see it in Dawn of justice, but it's, it's, it's orchestrated in the way that the story says we as humans and civilians of earth, we don't allow you to, to help us. And so, you know, there's the bombing at the Capitol at the hearing. And of course you have Superman being like, I must help these people. Mm -hmm. And yet EMTs, they're all like, thanks. Why don't you leave this kind of crime scene that you're involved in? So maybe you should like not be here and we don't really want your involvement. Uh, and so, again, it, there's like kind of now political consequences to every action you take. Mm-hmm. Um, and here we have a Justice League sans Superman. So now that they don't have Superman, you know, these five aren't used to being heroes at all. Maybe Wonder Woman being the only exception and Batman does it always from the shadows anyways. So they're saying, hey, we're kind of on a ticking talk uh, or ticking time bomb here where we need the mother boxes. Um, you know, there's exposition here about how Steppenwolf has two of three, mm-hmm. who has the third one. Um, but yeah, they're kind of like, we can't get involved because we got other places to be. So, right. <laughs> so they, they try to move, they try to, they try to get going. Um, but yeah, it, it is nice to hear from, from Wonder Woman and Aquaman talking about like, you know, he's, he went back to go talk to, you know, his mother box and Aquaman's like, well, he actually has two cause he took mine. Yeah. Uh, and Oops. so then <laughs> by the way, he took, he took mine as well. That's why I'm kind of involved now. Um, and so, yeah, it, you know, one line leads to another and then boom, you get cyborg saying he doesn't have it. I do. Um, and, uh, I actually saw some criticism for this scene here because of how long it stays on Cyborg. It's kind of like a long take as he does like this build up and he has the mother box and this dramatic line delivery of like, I do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some people criticize it because this is like a Zack Snyder thing where it's like that went on a little too long. You know, do you have to show Cyborg landing down and taking five I mean, whole seconds? Like. It's a superhero movie. Like you got, you know, and I <laughs> That's what you paid for. I I I think I forgive it because it's like, well, like Ray Fisher has such such presence um on screen, but like he I don't know, he everyone's a little dramatic. They're all like that's the point. Like mm-hmm. so. It's Cyborg. 
carrying his mother box. That's like Hal Jordan landing with the big lantern. Yeah, the battery. And and ring like up in fist, like ready to go kind of. Yeah, like that's that's that thing. Like I am Green Lantern. Look at all my accessories. Mm -hmm. Go to your (laughs) nearest KB Toys and you can get the same thing. Like that's... (laughs) That's it right there. That's that's cyborg with his accessories. Um, yeah, you know, I if think he, it's if he important. landed with a with a cannon on his on his shoulder, or something like that, you'd be like, oh, I want that toy. <laughs> I think it's important because so you know the the problem with this film is that uh, not a problem within the film, but one of the problems in pop culture about this film is because it's the second version of the film to be released we always see it as like, oh, what's the difference between, you know, the theatrical version and we see it in in a totally different light. Um, Whereas if this was the first time you were seeing the movie, it makes more sense. And, you know, we've had all this backstory for Cyborg and we've seen like the, the, the scope of his abilities, his origins, his struggles with his father, all these things that say you're destined to be a hero. Will you answer the call? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're watching it and not, you know, you know, this movie has Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman are in it. And then you're kind of watching it going, man, they're really diving into Cyborg. I, You know, there's, there's a lot being put on this character. This moment right here is supposed to be like the stamp that says there's a reason for it. And it's because he is the key to this story. Mm-hmm. And so when he lands down and he has that third one, he says, I have it. It's like, that's why you're important because you, you're, you're called to be a hero. You now understand that, um, that the ball is in your court, that you are now the one with the final mother box. There, you, you're answering the call to destiny to be a hero and you are the one with the bargaining chip that the villain is looking for, that the fate of the world depends on. In this moment, he, he enters with such confidence to say, you know, I'm I'm bringing it out of hiding mm-hmm. because I believe we as a team now we can do this. So this is a great moment for Cyborg to fully realize his his path and as he decides to take it with this team this is the moment for him. Yeah. Um but yeah like you said Cass I mean this is a very superhero shot. I mean you're supposed to this is what you you're supposed to enjoy this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. It so. seems like this would be the shot that like would happen um to showcase all of the cyborg body like the 2017 one he had him in a hoodie for a long time Mm -hmm. and sweats so like that seems like that may have been i don't know this just seems like a shot where it's like here's your hero shot obviously and boom this may it looks like a reveal shot kind of it Um, is it looks like a trailer shot like something that would be in the trailer you know yeah Mm -hmm. very much so yeah yeah it's, it's it's a great shot um me being a fan of Cyborg, like I just, I'd love to see it, um, you know. And the whole team is just kind of like fully realizing now who this person is because the only one to reach out to him was Wonder Woman, and and she she reached out to him not as just she she didn't ask him, you know, come be a hero. She came to him with compassion to to who he is and how you know you know yeah how he can help others mm-hmm. um, as much as she would like to to help others as well, and so. His his call to being a hero has always been uh, his father has has kind of put that kind of pressure on him, uh, and so he really struggled with that. But now he feels like he can do this, and so you see in the shot where the flash turns to him when he lands. Um, but it's it's meant to show like, oh, like you're 
you you know you I don't want to say you're important now, but like right. you, you, they feel the the weight of this character and what he, what um, the stakes are are on him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's 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 a great moment for the character. Another thing I like about this moment and how like we linger on him um, because like the last time we see him with the box, he's like burying it at his grave. Mm-hmm. So like I like the I like the symbolism of him, like, you know, unearthing it and being like, okay, this is, I'm accepting this. Um, and it's kind of like a, like a rebirth or, or, or what have you. Um, so it's, it, yeah, it, it just makes sense for him. Yeah. yeah. Also like finding purpose as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have this thing, especially like a dude that like, you know, has this, this treasure box that doesn't know what it is and it's just weird and technical and, you know, it, pulsating Mm -hmm. you know just a weird alien thing and then all of a sudden more alien stuff is happening that's not superman and yeah it's really just like uh you know like what what, help me with this like i don't know what i do now it's like i think we're building a trust thing right this is obviously like a big deal now like Mm -hmm. oh snap um yeah but also like i think that's when i was going back to talking about how the mother boxes were communicating sharing the vision and Cyborg caught wind of that vision, um, or or maybe he even communi- like got the tr- communication because that box is all locked up and stuff. Maybe Cyborg was you know his his message was receiving, and the other two boxers were like, "Hey, a third mother box," but it didn't go to him. It went to Cyborg. He's like, "Oh snap! Okay, let me just go get it anyway." The point is, is like <laughs> this this kid with this 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 treasure box, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like I don't know what to do let me take it to the adults. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love the way that you explained to Cass. Cause it really is like, you know, all the trauma that he's had so far, he, he kind of buries his heart, right? Like oh, the mother sure. boxes is, yeah. is buried. And like, now that, um, he's, he, he knows what he wants to do and he, he wants to seek the help of others that he opens up his heart again, which is digging back up that mother box and presenting it to someone mm-hmm. and being like, you know, I, I now accept my new origin, which is comes from this mother box and my new life and my new powers and new ways of helping others. Here's my heart. Let's work together. Mm-hmm. And so like that opening up is, is so important, um, just like on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. So, um, Nate, you mentioned, you know, the, the, the communication from the mother boxes. So I think that's a great way to segue into a little bit of what our next scene is going to be. We don't get much of it because tomorrow friday we'll we'll talk more uh, all about it um but yes we we come back to to prejornov once more i thought this scene was going to continue from the vision um but they actually put the justice league scene in before so we cut back to steppenwolf and prejornov we just got done with the the revelation of his vision from the mother boxes so um we see in a really cool way this uh this metal like turning back into Dasad as it as it trans uh it transits this communication from apocalypse so uh we we joked about it a little bit about how this might be um nuclear material from Prejornov and that it's with the power of the mother boxes it can radioactively send those waves to apocalypse so Dasad shows up here voiced by Peter Guinness um Cass is is, is your love only for Steppenwolf or does Desaad and Darkseid no, have a... No, I, I uh, like Desaad. I like, um, I like his, 
I'm I'm blanking like for lack of a better term I like his like worm tongue vibe you know <laughs> like like he's like an evil advisor sort of thing Absolutely. but they're they're all evil um but I yeah no I like I like his vibe too like it's um I I like that he the first question that he asks is like well have you have you finished the conquering like why are we st- why are we talking like why did you call me and like he has very little patience for Steppenwolf which I think is kind of funny um but yeah I yeah. I, I like the the evil magic mirror thing where it just kind of folds and turns into his form I think yeah that's really absolutely cool. It's um so uh, yeah we we've used Grima as a, as a as a way to describe yeah. <laughs> uh to once or twice it, it, that he does fit that narrative. Um he's great great character but he, yeah he always uh he always dogs on Steppenwolf. He's like he's he's just there to make sure he fails at everything, you know, he's <laughs> he's like he's like the supervisor that never wants to give you like the pay raise mm. you deserve or like give you the promotion so he keeps you stuck at this dead end job and so even if you do well, he actually despises you more. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he's he's here to make sure Seven Wolf fails at everything and prove that he's a disappointment to to Dark Side. Um, Seven Wolf uh, or Desad always wants to to appear as the best one to to Dark Side, mm-hmm. so he doesn't want anyone else out, outshining him. Um, so yeah, he's every time he, he phones in, he's just like, oh, what is it? What is it now? Right. Are you done yet? Like, how? When was? When did he call him last? Like a couple days ago, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I a, mean, a just Earth days ago. Just uh, about three weeks ago. <laughs> three weeks? Well, three weeks in our recording. Not oh. Uh, so technically, fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> um, but not fifteen minutes ago, real time. <laughs> one of those people that like t- calls you and you get done with a phone call and then they call you again like oh what is you just, oh my god talk to me. what do you want <laughs> like yeah <laughs> oh yeah one more thing i forgot uh found the anti-life equation it's actually here so <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yes so um one thing that was uh, i think the only thing to me that's important to note is that when steppenwolf says before yeah before dark side ruled and and yeah what does he say before dark side um took the throne of apocalypse and so this is again important to note that when dark side was here on earth a long time ago that he wasn't the ruler of apocalypse so it wasn't like the king himself showed up it was just like he was he himself was kind of in steppenwolf's position of being that conqueror sent by the ruling to to um, uh, to serve as as a conqueror and and reap worlds for their for their benefit and so when he was Uxas he was here um, and so that's that's just a, a bit of history of where Darkseid was uh, in his position so um, but yeah I think that's all I had for this one so I have more notes for tomorrow mm-hmm. but do, does anyone else have anything for this minute I don't think so. All right, well, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving us a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover the show as well. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter at DCEU Minute. And if you'd like bonus content, we have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. 
Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you here next time on DC Cinematic Minute.